While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. final hour of the show tonight my final hour of the week actually because uh this is south coast tonight i'm marcus farrow and i won't be in tomorrow on friday we typically do have a friday show and we still do and our friday show is always a lot of fun and it still will be it will just be a lot of fun with jess machado not chris and i because chris and i have some social engagements that require some time off and so we're taking Friday off, but we're coming back Monday and we're coming back strong on Monday because at 7 p.m. Monday, we have the Plymouth County DA's debate. The Plymouth County DA's debate is Monday. Now that's between Rasan Hall and Tim Cruz. If you live in Marion, Mad Poisett, Rochester, Lakeville, Middleborough, Plymouth, Carver, Wareham, Covering a lot of our listening audience in the southern part of Bristol, uh, Plymouth County, but we do have a robust listening audience throughout the Commonwealth digitally. I was just talking about people in the satellite range, but <laughs> digitally we have a robust listenership throughout the Commonwealth. But um, so we're we're having that debate to see who's your, who's going to be your next DA. Is it going to be Tim Cruz, who's been there for? Um, 21 years. I see his billboard actually in Route 6 in Mattapoisett. Or Rasan Hall, uh, a challenger, a newcomer, who's an ACLU attorney, was a former prosecutor himself. Um, and, uh, you know, has some ideas to do things differently than, than uh, DA Cruz has been doing. I will say, I listened to their debate uh, at another station uh, in the South Shore. I thought they were both good. I thought they were both good. I thought they both did, did pretty well. So they're good. You know, obviously they're both they're both trial attorneys. They're both seasoned trial attorneys. So that means they're seasoned debaters. And so it should be a fun conversation. It should be a fun debate. It should be a good conversation. And Chris and I are really gonna. Chris and I know to ask the right questions to really make this debate interesting. Good questions. Questions that should be asked ones that will make the debate interesting and so i'm really excited for people in plymouth county um you know in the southern part here too to get a bigger exposure uh to their um to their da candidates and if you're in bristol county guess what it matters who the da is just a few miles over the border you know if you live in freetown you border plymouth county if you live in fairhaven like i do you're bordering plymouth county if you live in a cushion you're bordering plymouth county right so Lakeville, you are in you are in Plymouth County. So um, it's important if you live in Totten, you're bordering Plymouth County. So it's important to know who's the DA in your region of the state. 
There's another Cape Cod, actually, DA's race uh, that's happening after uh, Michael O'Keefe, a 20-year incumbent, is retiring. Those are the two Republican DA's, I believe. I don't think there's any others. You have Tim Cruz here in Plymouth, and you have uh, O'Keefe in um, in Barnstable, who's outgoing. It looks like his guy, his guy Dan Higgins, is going to win that election, I think. So uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. But yeah, so that Monday is the commercial free. We're just doing seven to eight. We're doing seven to eight commercial free Plymouth County district attorneys debate. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and on tomorrow you're going to have Jess. So just to, again, to preview that debate, cause we won't be here, fr- here Friday to really talk about it. I'm sure I'll get on during one of the day programmings. To remind you, if you're a day program listener, some of you are just night guys. Some of you are day guys and night guys. You know, some of you are sometimes night guys and sometimes day or full-time day guys, some vice versa. But uh, I'll get on to promote it then. But the two candidates, Rasan Hall. Oh, so Tim Cruz has been the DA for 21 years. Uh, his predecessor, Sullivan. He was tapped to be U.S. attorney uh, in the Bush administration. And so Jane Swift was the acting governor, uh, appointed Cruz. That had to go through the governor's council for approval. When it, got, it got approved, the, the appointment. And so Cruz has been soundly reelected ever since, actually. He's, um, yeah, he's been soundly reelected ever since. But... Um, I think Rasan Hall's a tough challenger. He's got a lot of money coming into this race. They both have a lot of spending a lot of money in this race, but uh, Tim Cruz is endorsed by Charlie Baker, the outgoing governor. Rasan Hall's endorsed by Healy. Um, they've all, both got other endorsements to a high profile candidate. I believe Sheriff Hodgson's endorsed Cruz as well. Um, but uh, Tim Cruz has been there for a while. He's a Republican. I would say he's more of a Massachusetts Republican. Um, definitely more of a t- uh, more of a hard on crime guy than a than a, a diversion smart on crime guy. But still, I liked when he came in and he said, uh, "We're not your grandfather's DA's office." And he talked about all the other like programs that they have going on in the uh, in the Plymouth County DA's office. You know, the opioid task for task force with the with the sheriff at McDonald over there and stuff. So I think they've got you know they've got some good stuff going on there. Like he like he said, I, I like the "We're not your grandfather's DA's office." I think that's a good line. Um, Rasan Hall is a former ACLU attorney. He is the Democratic challenger. He was also a prosecutor in Suffolk for eight years. He handled a lot of major cases. If you're in the DA's office for eight years, you know, that's that's all some good experience because DA's, a lot of people start at the DA's and then go elsewhere because in the, if you start at the DA's, you get a ton of in-court trial experience right off the bat because if you're a defense attorney, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of at the mercy of, in terms of experience, right? You know, like typically, you know, you do what's best for your client. And most of the time that's not going to, most of the time that's not going to trial. Like five, six percent of cases go to trial. So most of the time it's not going to trial. So most of the time you're pleading cases out or you're putting in motions or you're doing motion hearings and getting them dismissed. But if you're a DA, you are in court all the time. You're you're getting a lot of in court experience. You're doing you know if you're in the trial session, which you know that rotates. I think every week. Um, you know if you're in courtroom three and there's a trial, you're doing it. You know, you're doing the trial that day. They don't typically have DAs 
tr- follow cases through. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. It depends on the case. Uh, DA will be assigned a case and follow it through. But typically, it's like if this if you're in the trial session, you get the trials and all that. So anyway, Sonal's a DA for for um, and uh, Tim Cruz is also a former uh, a DA uh, assistant prosecutor before he became the DA as well. But Sonal's a DA for eight years. Worked for the ACLU, worked for the Lawyers for Civil Rights. Lawyers for Civil Rights actually is the first organization to file a lawsuit against um, Ron DeSantis in uh, Florida for his uh, migrant stunt. They were the first ones to file a lawsuit against him uh, for that. That's that's who um, that's who Attorney Hall worked for. And, um, you know, he wants to do things differently. He talks a lot about what ha- uh, Rachel Rollins, the, mod- uh, the using the model of Rachel Rollins, a progressive prosecutor, trying to divert more cases. I think Rachel Rollins diverted 57% of her cases when she was the um, DA in Suffolk. I think it was 57% of her cases. And she was, you know... Diversion doesn't necessarily mean a dismissal. It can mean a dismissal, but it can also mean, you know, going to like a drug, getting a different disposition other than basically, you know, maybe sending them to jail. Could mean going to drug court or doing some sort of alternative like that. So that's the model that Rasan Hall's, I think, following. He says there needs to basically be a change in the Plymouth County DA's office. I think these two candidates are very different. And I think you'll get to see those differences on Monday. Um, I'm excited to do the debate just from a professional standpoint, being a former defense attorney myself, you know, just getting to hear a lot of the discussion, I think is really good, but I want to do it in a way and I'm going to do it in a way that is more digestible for a broader audience. That's not to say you can't understand this stuff. You can, if you'll learn it right. But What I'm trying to do is, what we want to do is get it to you in a way that is succinct and understandable because like maybe I know what they might be talking about because I'm in the business or maybe Chris does because, you know, he's been in politics for 40 years, but doesn't mean everybody else knows that, right? So we're going to make this, you know, and it's difficult with these because it's a complicated, it's sort of crime policy and all that can be complicated, but we're going to make it as digestible as possible so that you can get a complete yet succinct understanding of what you need to know before you go to the polls. If you're a Plymouth County voter, or even if you're a Bristol County voter and you want to like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, I like this guy. I'm going to go hold signs or I'm going to donate or I'm going to knock doors for this guy. Right. We're going to get you that information. That's the way we want to uh, ask these questions and hopefully the way they'll answer those questions. And they're both pretty skilled communicators. So I, I think they will. So I think they will. So that's what we have for you in store for you on Monday. I wanted to preview that because, again, Chris and I aren't going to be here tomorrow. And that's a really important election. Now, we already had our DA's election here. It was a it was a primary. Uh, Tom Quinn won that, I'd say, fairly easily. Very easily, actually. But now the in Plymouth County, they've got, I think it's probably, I'll say this race and the sheriff's race are the two most like watched 
I mean, that race in, in Plymouth County, the DA's race and the sheriff's race are probably the two most watched county races in the Commonwealth right now, or like basically the two much, most, really most watched races in the Commonwealth right now, because a lot of people have their prediction predictions on what's going to happen statewide uh, in those statewide races, and they're probably right about that. So, um, so really, if we're like looking at races where we're not sure who's going to win, right, you might have an idea. Like, you know Maura Healy's going to win. You you don't know either Sheriff Hodgson or, or Mayor Hero's going to win. You don't know that. Uh, you don't know that Tim Cruz or, or, or Rasan Hall's going to win. You could say, probably, I'd bet on this guy, I'd bet on that guy, but you don't know. The statewide races, for the most part, you know. I would say the Anthony and Maury Dina DiZaglio race is a bit more competitive. Uh, Charlie Baker's putting $100,000. It's the single largest expenditure his pack is putting. And by the way, I saw Charlie Baker's uh, pack putting uh, ads up. I, I got them on YouTube, so maybe they're up on TV too. But there's YouTube ads um, by the Massachusetts Majority Pack. And that's Charlie Baker's pack. So they're putting. I think they put $32,000 behind him. I know they put some money behind Mike Rodericks too. But... um. And some other, you know, there's some other Democrats and more centrist guys. I think he helped out, uh, fundraise for Alan Fung. But that's neither here nor there. I think, it, it, but Anthony Moore got $100,000 from Baker's PAC. That is the single largest largest expenditure his PAC, PAC stands for Political Action Committee, his PAC has spent so far. It's on the, uh, it's on Anthony Moore because they feel like that race is, is, probably winnable or at the very least that's the type of candidate that they want to promote is a guy like Anthony Amore. And I think he's a strong candidate. I mean, obviously I think Desaglio is a force, you know, the way she's um, rose the ranks of, of, uh, of power up in, uh, on Beacon Hill. Right. And winning a state going up till winning a state statewide election for auditor uh, or statewide primary for auditor. Well, you know, there's still an election to, to go, but uh, I think with Baker, putting that money behind a more it's like first of all they're putting money behind everybody else and it looks bad if he's going around endorsing this guy and saying and then, then not putting his money where his mouth is not his money but everybody else's money because it's a political action committee so i think you know what they're saying is one of two things or both things one this race is winnable the numbers look and the numbers do sort of show that it's winnable because i think Amore's down double digits in the polling, but like the difference in undecided voters could swing Amore's way, right? If enough of them swung Amore's way, he'd win. So it could be that, and it could also be that, okay, even if he doesn't win, this is the kind of candidate that we want to promote. He's a very good candidate. He's our kind of guy. And... He's the guy that we need to he's the model of the type of candidate that we want to put forward. The more I would call it moderate technocratic type of Republican that Charlie Baker is. Because that caller was talking about bipartisanship and all that. Massachusetts, I think, is one of the few states where that sort of exists. Um, and we'll see, you know, how much it does. You know, after, well, I mean, I, I guess there's not much room for bipartisanship after Democrats get full control again of, of every of every branch of government. But um, I think that's the type of leadership Baker wants to do is that more, you know, 
moderate technocratic type of leadership and not necessarily the firebrand, you know, um, ideologue type of stuff. Like get the wins where you can, basically get the wins where you can and be a check against, you know, the mostly liberal powers of the Commonwealth. So I think that's why he's putting $100,000 behind Amori, because, again, that represents the candidates he likes. And he seems to be doing that with other candidates. I know he's put money behind Evan Gendro. Actually, Evan Gendro just had an event with Amori tonight um, in Westport, I saw. Um, I know he's doing that with... um, I know he's doing that with even guys that are Democrats like Mike Rodericks, right? So, again, I think that's why the money's that they're they're putting all that money at once, a couple of weeks out from the election behind Amore. And I, I gotta say, I like both candidates a lot. I had them both in studio, Desaglio and Amore. They both came in and talked to me for and Chris for like an hour, and they're both really interesting people with some great stories. Um with all their experiences and all that. So it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to whoever it is, you know, them having a, cause they've had a great relationship with the station. All these statewide candidates actually have had a great relationship with the state uh, station. So I'm looking forward to continuing that, that with them as they, uh, um, you know, elevate themselves to these offices, but all right, I'm going to take a break. Yes. Marcus, 508-996-0500. Just a reminder again, I will not be here tomorrow. Chris will not be here tomorrow, but Jess Machado will be here tomorrow. Tune in. I'm sure she'll have a lot to say, and I'm sure you'll have a lot to say to her as well. And you guys can have it out. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So you should definitely tune in. Thanks to Jess for uh, for, for stepping up because Chris and I have uh, some things we're going to. And uh, we're going to go to those things. And then we'll be back Monday with the Plymouth County DA's debate. It'll be great. It'll be great. That is eight. That is seven to eight commercial free. We're doing the same format. You know, the 
We're going to ask some questions. We might. So last time we didn't really have time to ask for Hodgson and Hero to ask their questions to each other because they <laughs> it wouldn't stop. <laughs> they wouldn't stop going uh, going back and forth and. It's one of those things. Uh, the only way to control the conversation is to guide it uh, in a manner that is, you know, less chaotic. Because it's kind of like, you know, all that energy festering. And it just kind of, bam, like, bam, comes out like that. And you just, so you just got to, like, you can't stop it. You just got to guide it. So that it doesn't go off the rails. Kind of a jumbled metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so they're going to be able, if we have the opportunity, they're going to ask each other some questions. And uh, they'll have two minutes to respond. I mean, they'll have two minutes to respond to questions, one minute rebuttal, all that. So, anyway. Um, on uh, on Beacon Hill, there's 62. Let's talk about 62F if you want. The uh, tax relief. Legislation. So you remember we had Mike Rodericks in a, uh, about a month ago now. Mike Rodericks, the Senate Chair of Ways and Means. Uh, I actually just saw him today. Um, I asked him about the economic development development bill because Baker said on um, you know another uh, radio station. Um, he said that uh, he said that the economic development bill is going to happen in like two weeks, uh, the end of October, or that would be like one week. It'd be a few days, but he's like, basically in two weeks, the economic development bill will be passed or will be ready for him to sign, which I think is interesting just before the election. So I asked Mike Rogers about it. He says, you know, I can't talk about what happens in conference committees, but you know, keep your eyes peeled. So that's going to happen. The 62F is going to happen. We had a conversation about that yesterday with uh, with Markey. You know, I had Rep Conley, who's going to talk about reforming 62F, his legislation. And I think they're open to it. Um, I'm not sure, though. I know. Spill so what's interesting about this is, <clears throat> you know, because in that <clears throat> in the. Uh, so in that. Original bill there were checks that were supposed to go out uh 500 jointly for uh household incomes between 38,150 and 100,000 I mean uh for incomes for 38 to 100 250 dollars <clears throat> since people are getting <clears throat> their checks there's like 2 billion <clears throat> sorry I need more water since there's 2 billion in checks going out I think that's better. Since there's two billion in checks going out, or three, yeah, two and a half billion in checks going out, he's saying they probably don't have enough to do the um, to do the 62F and do the checks. Now Baker and Spilka says they think they do have enough, uh, which I think is interesting because I think that shows a little bit of maybe not want to say tension, but it shows a differing opinions on the record between Rodericks and Spilka. Now Spilka hasn't explicitly said that the checks can't go out. She just maybe might mean the rest of the bill. Karen Spilka, by the way, she's the um, Senate president from, uh, from Ashland. I think it's Ashland. Um, but I think what is, 
What's funny is, I mean, this for this 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 legislation has a lot in it, and uh, you know, because of sixty two F, they had to scale it down a bit. Um, so, like the bonding one point, there's they're going to have a surplus of over twenty two billion after the after the two point nine billion gets returned to the taxpayers. They're going to have uh, probably about two billion. So they had 1.4 billion in bonding, but that can't get done because you have to vote on that. That has to be uh, an affirmative roll call vote on any borrowing, um, and you can't do that in informal sessions. So ju- the end of July ended formal sessions for the for the House and Senate. Formal sessions means like you know you do the roll call votes and all that stuff. Informal sessions, which was from the end of July up until I think it's January 5th. Or maybe sometime after that. Informal sessions is basically you're there every Monday and Thursday and you take votes by unanimous consent. So any one person can actually jam up a bill. So it's actually difficult to get these more comprehensive legislative packages through an informal session. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what's in this bill and how they were able to get everybody there because literally one person out of the... 200 there's not exactly 200 there's some vacant seats and all that but let's just say 200 for the sake of argument because there's 160 people in the house and uh 40 senators 40 people in the senate any one of those 200 people can jam the bill up um by not voting unanimously so they're gonna get this bill done i know what rodericks had basically said is you know, they said it's going to be in the neighborhood of $2.5 billion. And he talked about, um, you know, one of the things he talked about in particular, he talked about like climate change and energy supports. Um, but one of the things he talked about in particular, we made a point to talk about was uh, providing, I think, uh, better funding and resources to local healthcare care uh, services basically he said south coast hospital actually the south coast health is going to report like a 60 million dollar loss this year so he's saying that there needs to be more resources and i guess that there's going to be in these this bill um to to the healthcare sector you know he talked about the legislation like the um uh abc mental health act and some of the the strides they've made in mental health to add more beds in mental health facilities so they're working on adding staffing to that. Like that's one of the things that's going to be in the bill. Another another thing that like a like I said they're working on is climate change. I heard Baker saying that there is uh you know there's like I think like 200 million to support some affordable housing, which is one of the primary issues really everywhere in the country, but you know especially in Massachusetts to the point where I think one of the major focal points of Maura Healy's campaign is making establishing a secretary of housing and uh, establishing a secretary of housing and really diverting a lot more resources into getting that going because housing isn't affordable. There's very there's not much stock in a lot of places anyway. It's becoming a real crisis. I think there's a couple million, uh, two hundred million for. Uh, you know, like a clean uh, clean water trust to support pollution abatement. There's a lot of max, mass works grants, and a lot of these projects, Baker said, were shovel-ready. So 
I think it's a major game. You know, I think it's uh, this bill. They've gotten a lot of surplus over the last few years. They've gotten a lot more money than I think they maybe be expected. But it looks like I think with the money that they're making, it looks like they're at least trying to use it for some generational investments. Uh, yeah, they're trying to use it for some generational investments. So I guess we'll see. Um, you know, with the with the sixty two F. By the way, and it's an important distinction to make, and I don't think that's been made before, the, the money you're going to save is going to be on your state taxes, right? Not your federal, which is significantly less, usually. And you know, for most people, it is for me. Your state taxes are significantly less than your federal taxes. So for some people, I mean, some people aren't going to see any money at all. From those 62F, it's going to be like 13, 14% of your, of your state taxes. So I don't know what you're, like, it depends on how much you're paying. You know, it's what, five point something, like 5%, five percent 5.6. Am I right about that, guys? Let me know at 508-996-0500. But um, it's not going to be that much. So it's really it's kind of too bad that they had to kill the the direct checks because of this because it seems like the direct checks actually were a bit more targeted I think to help middle class people and this 62F legislation really really or the 62F referendum really seems to only be benefiting people who probably don't need the money in the first place but 508-996-0500 i'm gonna take a break listen to us live at South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. A reminder that there's a Bristol County Sheriff's debate tomorrow. Uh, there is a Sheriff's debate tomorrow and it's on 630 at WPRI. It's moderated by Ted Nisi, Tim White, both friends of the show at Channel 12 WPRI. And it's at 630... I'm going to look it up right now so you get it. Let's see. 6.30 on Channel 12. 
So what you can do is you can watch the debate, and the perfect lead-in um, is South Coast Tonight. I won't be here, but Jess will be here, and you can ask her some, or you can tell her what you thought about the debate. Yeah, you can tell what you thought about the debate uh, because you can watch it at channels, watch it at six thirty on channel twelve, and then fl- uh, turn your radio dial to fourteen twenty a.m. or ninety nine point five FM, and you can watch. Uh, you can listen to South Coast tonight. And you can call in. You can call in immediately after. Give your reaction to the the debate with Jess. Tell her tell her what you thought. Have some discussion on it. I think it'll be good. We won't be here. We'll be able to talk about that. We'll react to that more on Monday. But first, we'll have the Plymouth County DA's debate, which you really should listen to. Monday at 7, commercial free. It's uh, from 7 to 8. It's going to be awesome. It's a huge race. It's a big race that we're happy to be covering. So, uh, again, yeah, that's unfortunately on Zoom. But there'll there'll still be some zingers. The zingers carry over Zoom. And so, because, you know, Mayor Hero got a coronavirus. So, um, anyway, I'm going to take one more break, and then we'll be right back. The WBSM app is... Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500 if you want to close out the show, but uh, I'm on my way out. Again, I will not be here. Jess is going to be here tomorrow. Chris won't be here. It'll be it'll be just tomorrow. You can watch the debate on WPRI at 630, Channel 12. That's moderated by Ted Nisi and Tim White. That's the Bristol County Sheriff's debate between Haro and Hodgson. And then you can call uh, Jess and let her know um, who you think won or what your reaction was to the debate. And then I'll see you Monday for the Plymouth County uh, Sheriff's debate. uh, uh, Plymouth County County DA's debate. Chris and I will be here for it. All right, guys. Um, Thanks for joining. Thanks for calling in. I'll uh, talk to you soon. See you Monday. But listen to Jess tomorrow. All right. Later. Uh, I, I still have a lot more time. I thought it was 9.58. It's 9.59. It was. I thought it was 9.59. It's 9.58. I still got more time. So I'm going to sit here for a few more seconds and talk to you. Still here. But yeah, Jess will be in tomorrow. You can watch the debate 6.30 on, on Channel 12. And then you can call in right at 7. Because I think the debate's a half hour. You can call in at 7.30 if it's an hour. I don't know. Call in after the debate and let let her know what your thoughts were. You know, she's watching this race just as much as Chris and I are, just as much as everybody at the station is. It's a huge race. And uh, it's um, it'll be an interesting debate. So check that out. And tune in to Jess tomorrow, and I'll see you on Monday for the Plymouth County DA's debate. Chris and I will be there for it. All right, bye.